Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rockingham app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Happy Thursday morning, everybody. We're back with you here on the Morning Blitz on 1025 U-Rock, AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Ross Volkberg, Christian Peck, Demet with you here. And glad that you are there on a cooler start to our day. 22 degrees on a Thursday morning, making our way to a high of 48. Hope everybody had a great Ash Wednesday, had a great Valentine's Day. And now it's back to regular days. Regular days on the schedule. Uh, so, nonetheless, uh, a little cloudy, a little overcast today. And like I said, cooler temperatures expected today, but we will be getting uh, even colder on Friday. Have you seen the weather for Friday? It's going to be like 30s and like winds out of the north. Golly, it's got to be like close to 50, or sorry, 40 mile an hour winds, 35, 40 mile an hour winds out of the north on Friday. It's going to be nasty. I, I did see that perfect night to be on the road. Uh, for both of us, actually. Did the Volkmers do anything uh, special for, for Valentine's Day? Well, no, I think we're going to do something special today because it was Ash Wednesday. So, you know, your menu kind of gets cut down in half if you want to go yeah, do something true. fun. So I think we're going to do something today. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it'll be fine. It'll be a good time. We'll uh, we'll figure that out. No, nothing special. I know you did nothing special on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah, hey, you're the one that it. said you didn't have any. <laughs> I don't do anything special ever, but yeah, uh, a special uh, sign of the the singleness is a a night in on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh man, stuff to get to on today's program. We're going to talk a little wrestling today with uh, Mike Holiday, good friend of the show. Uh, we'll stop by and talk some wrestling. We'll talk, touch on a little bit of the girls' wrestling, uh, the girls that have qualified for state. We'll look ahead to some regionals, uh, which are of course this weekend. Uh, getting going tomorrow. So we got plenty to get to with Mike Holiday talking some wrestling here on the program here uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, possibly a big record falls tonight. I would be shocked if it didn't. The all-time women's scoring record, Caitlin Clark, eight points away. We'll get to some thoughts on that. There was some interesting NBA news concerning LeBron that came out, that leaked out yesterday, came out yesterday, and I will get to that. We will touch on the Kansas City Chiefs parade, which was a horrible scene. Um, but there were some sports takeaways that I thought were interesting prior to that. I thought there were some interesting to especially one. There was one that was super interesting to me on that on the, during that parade. Uh, we'll get to that as well. We got we got lots to get to here in the first segment. When nothing really too deep to dive into, and so I agree with Christian. We will hit it with the front page. Read all about it. Read all about it. The top stories of today. I got the early edition. Hot off the press. It's the front page on the Morning Blitz. Front page, really? 
Starting first and foremost with Juco basketball last night, the Northwest Tech men's basketball team continues to play its best basketball that maybe it's had underneath head coach Jay Bradley, but doing it here down the home stretch of this season. The Northwest Tech men last night beating Garden City 88-82 in Goodland. Uh, five different Mavericks in double figures, 19 points from Tate and Connor. Emar Jones came off the bench and contributed 19 points. How about 43 bench points last night? 43 Ooh. bench points and also plus 10 in rebounding. They were just so much better than Garden City last night in what was an 88-82 victory. And if you look at the men's uh, you know, last few games... They have won three of their last four. They beat Seward County. They beat. They won at Coffeyville for the first time ever. Yes, they lose to the second-ranked team in the nation, Barton, pretty convincingly. But then you take. Then you beat Garden City. And here's the thing: over the next four, heck, if you want to look at the rest of the schedule of the next six games, if you're the Northwest Tech Maverick men, you've got Dodge City on Saturday, a very winnable game. Hutch, which is a top 25 team. That might be a difficult one on a week from today, or sorry, a week from yesterday. Then you're at Colby, which is always an evenly matched game. It's always a toss-up. Then you got home versus Independence, a team that you, I believe, beat earlier this year, if my memory serves me correctly. Yes, you beat them by one, and that was on the road. And so now you're going to win. Now you could possibly get the win at home. Then you're at Pratt, which is a little bit of a challenge, but I don't think a not a, one of those games you're like, well, that's a loss. And then your home versus Cloud, kind of the same game. There's a really good chance that Northwest Tech could pick up three, four, heck, if you get really hot, maybe five wins over the next six games. That would catapult you into the upper half of the Jayhawk Conference standings, which would be the highest finish that they've had since being a full-time league member. Uh, so it really, they, they took their lumps early in the season because they played all these games on the road. Well, now the chickens are coming home to roost. And you're getting all these games here at home, and you're able to knock off some of these teams. Now, once again, just because you had an upset doesn't mean you can't get beaten back by a team that maybe you think you can beat. But I thought last night, that's a nice win against a Garden City team that's usually pretty good, and they got a very talented player in Brody Robinson. But, man, that was a, that was a great win last night for Jay Bradley's squad. It's a tip of the cap to those guys on their wins. And like I said, they've got some, with four more home games left out of the next six, you got to like their chances of going at minimum 500, if not better. They are also one game out of seventh place, and granted, the difference in between sixth and seventh place if they want to potentially jump, like Ross said, into the upper half of the standings, which is certainly possible. They're currently five games behind. The difference between six and seven uh, is four games, so that's significant, but... Uh, Dodge City at seven wins, and then Coffeyville. Which you take men, on Dodge City on Saturday, so there's a chance to pick up a game no, against it's, Dodge it's City. It's a big opportunity. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff's falling okay? all over the studio. Oh, I'm just fine. Um, the, it is a big game certainly, but I'm not saying it's impossible by any means. But at the very least, you can potentially jump here into seventh place which would be big considering you were what second third to last uh, about a month ago yeah i mean it was it's been a great jump and a great finish here towards the stretch so yes that's going to be interesting 
to follow that story along. And, and what, like I said, with four of the next six at home, you have to like your chances, I would say, of at least going 500 over that stretch. Maybe maybe you're able to pick up another win, uh, but you got to like your chances. And to get up in that upper echelon, all of a sudden you're at home hosting and not on the road in the first time, which that would be a first as well. Very uh, possible. That would be very impressive if they can pull that off. We'll see. Still a ways to go, and you certainly don't want to trip over yourself as you go down the home stretch. The, North, uh, the Colby Community College men suffering a unfortunate tight loss in overtime last night at Cloud County. 75-72, a Max Massadia three-pointer there at the buzzer in overtime missed. And so uh, the Trojans, who also been playing very well, they had won three of their past four going into last night's game. Uh, unfortunately, lose a game there at Cloud. They had a chance in regulation. Uh, Raphael Nagu Truart had a free throw. And I think they'll split a pair. He had a chance to give him the lead. He only made one out of two. Uh, and then that actually resulted, and it was still with about 17 seconds left, which is a ton of time. Uh, but Cloud was able to tie the ball game back up and send it into overtime. So um, kind of a missed opportunity there for Colby on the road. Nonetheless, Cloud is a very difficult place to play. Danico Rucker led four Trojans in double figures. He had 24 points last night on 6 of 11 shooting. That's pretty efficient. Max Massadia has kind of cooled off here, it seems like, over the last few weeks. Just 12 points for him, 14 for Marco Melikinesic, and Rafael Nagutruart had 10 points. Ah, man, there's a lot of words. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless, oh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was a tough one there. Um, that was just a close game where you Cloud just made one or two more plays than you uh, when it came right down to it. Yeah, that missed free throw certainly does make this whole game feel like perhaps exactly what it was, a missed opportunity. Obviously, we just gushed over uh, the Northwest Tech men and the opportunity they have here to jump up into that upper echelon. I'm not saying Colby doesn't have that same opportunity. Technically, it's still possible, but this would have been a big one to upset a cloud team that is of course very good but right around there sitting at fifth place and uh to get a, a win on the road over them would have tied them at six wins with coffeeville with tech they would have been in that same conversation again still they're only a game behind but down the stretch of the season that free throw from rafael does feel like a bit of a missed opportunity uh 12 seconds left down by one you know, you split the pair, you tie it, you make them both, you give your well, team you, the you lead might, you might, you might win won. it. You don't know. Maybe that changes the game and Cloud goes down no, into a jumper. But certainly, you but it would have given you the lead at the time. And uh, so it, again, we're speaking counterfactuals. Uh, you know, it's not actually what happened. But uh, the fact that he made the first tie it and then missed the second one, ugh. Uh, it's a brutal one, but uh, still a good fight, like Ross said, against a team that's tough to win against, and uh, they certainly made it close. Yeah, so once again, pretty good nights from the men's side. Northwest Tech men picking up a win. Colby coming up just a little bit short. Nothing on that Northwest Tech game. They held Garden City to 2 of 24 from 3. 2 of 24. There we go. That's unbelievable. Um, and they also shot less free throws than, than Garden City. Still found a way to get the win, but they out-rebounded them, got a lot of second-chance opportunities. That was a that was a really gutty win uh, for the Northwest Tech men. 
On to the ladies' side last night, a loss for, Col- for Colby Community College, 75-55. A great first quarter. They were only down one after the first 10 minutes, uh, but kind of lost the, their grip on the game from that point going forward. The big thing that stood out to me was turnovers, 24 of them for Colby Community College, and a lack of free throw attempts. Cloud went 20 of 22, and Colby went 4 of 5. There's a big difference right there in free yeah. throw attempts. Now, I'm not going to blame the – because you look at – they both took the same amount of shots. They both made about the same amount of shots. If you look at it from the field or from three, free throw shooting was a huge deal. So, once again, you can, I, I, I don't want to say this. I mean, it, it's it's how you play. I mean, if you're a team that's going to be perimeter-based and shoot a lot of threes, you're probably not going to get a lot of free throws. You're not trying to go into the bucket. Um, and that's kind of, I think, what Colby wants to do. More times they have their best shooters and scorers are probably outside perimeter players, so they're not going to get to the line a lot. But that's going to hurt you when you go against another team that's going to, you know, go to the line and make 20 to 22. And to me, that was a big difference in the game. Yeah, I always hate to be critical of the Lady Trojans because they literally have six times as many wins as last year. This is a program that's rebuilding and seemingly doing a pretty good job of it. Uh, but to be honest, they there are times watching this team where you say, oh, man, you got to take it to the bucket. Somebody's got to take it to the bucket, and it always seems like uh, there are players that are just unwilling to get downhill, and uh, aside from Sofia Lopez, this team doesn't really have a true slasher, Uh, and I think that sometimes causes them some problems because they they don't have a ton of shooting, but they have enough that if you have someone who's willing to you know drive and play make out of it i think it would help a lot uh for this team so once again ccc women with the loss last night by 20 uh they are now 6 and 17 overall 2 and 16 in the jayhawk it was also a tough night for the northwest tech women's basketball team rarely do you see this where you have two ladies on your team go for over 20-plus points and you come up on the losing end. But that's what happened for Northwest Tech last night. 80-68, they lose to Garden City. 26 points and 16 rebounds from Jalen Alexander. 22 points and 6 boards from Teray Logan. So they just had they had two girls go for 20. One of the other top scorers, Alexandria Thompson, unfortunately had six points and 13 turnovers so it was a rough day for her and going one of 11 from the field that's a tough one there uh but it's really hard you know it's really really hard when you don't have anybody yell i think the combined point total after those two was c 11 14 yeah 20 points <laughs> so 20 points extra if you take away deray logan and jalen alexander and once again, Northwest Tech is, is kind of in the same boat as Colby, kind of rebuilding after a decent year last year for their standards. And then, you know, and then with the first year head coach trying to kind of figure his way through things, um, you know, and that's that's been a, that's been a thing as well. But they, they have some moments where they, they certainly have girls that can score it and put it in the bucket. It just it seems like almost every single night uh, you don't know who is going to show up and put those points in the bucket. Uh, someone probably will come up and give you probably close to 20, but can you get, you know, more consistent balanced scoring sheet would be a big help, I think, for the Northwest Tech ladies who are now 2-20 and 20 overall, 1-17 and 17, uh, in the Jayhawk Conference here this year. So there you go. A look at Juco Hoops from last night. Uh, tough night last night as well for the Kansas State Lady Wildcats. They lose again, this time in double overtime. 
at Hilton in Iowa in a, at a, in Ames, Iowa. Iowa State with the 96-93 win over Kansas State. Aoka Lee returned. She was back on the floor, had 20 points, seven blocks, six boards. Uh, you know, had a great return to the game, but you know, there were some questionable calls <laughs> I saw in the game. God, there was one where the young lady was driving baseline, got banged out of bounds, and they called her for stepping out of bounds when there was a lot of uh, a lot of contact, uh, to say the very least. But uh, the K-State women losing in double overtime, 96-93. Uh, some great heroics from Ryoka Lee. She was the one who put in the the game-tying shot. I think it was in overtime. Yeah, and what a shot, too. To, to, uh, to put that one into a double overtime. and uh, But they just come up a little bit short here. What do you think, I don't want to say what's gone wrong, what do you think has happened to Kansas State here over the last couple of weeks uh, when you look at them? Because, you know, they were ranked up to number two in the country after they beat BYU. Then they go to Oklahoma, they lose. Then they go to Texas, they lose. They're at home versus Oklahoma State. They get a one-point win over an unranked Oklahoma State team at home. And then they go to Iowa State and lose again by three. I mean, you look at their, out of the last four games, they've been decided by less than, what is that, uh, seven points or less. So it was, you had a three-point loss to Oklahoma, a three-point loss to Iowa State, a one-point win over Oklahoma State, and a six-point, sorry, a seven-point loss at Texas. So, and Texas, of course, is ranked. I'm not going to put that one on them. But, man, what has happened here over the last couple of weeks, you think? Because they've even gotten Naoka Lee back now. I I was going to say, um... Until last night, I would have told you Aoka Lee because, I mean, she is a ridiculously huge part of what they do. And this this was her first game back. So my initial reaction is deep breath, palms towards the floor. You're going to be okay. This is still a team that uh, is back at full strength here coming down the stretch of the season. Important to remember that uh, that old phrase that I'm sure our listeners are Oh my gosh, uh, you know, uh, bored of us saying, uh, annoyed by us saying, frustrated maybe. Everybody get it's ready. To, to, everybody get ready to drink. To win on the road drink. in the Big Twelve, uh, <laughs> that applies to women's ball as well, as I'm sure you could have guessed. Uh, and there, the three losses uh, for K State coming here in the last couple of weeks, all on the road, and of course to a very good Texas team up in there as well. I I hesitate to say because they had Lee back for last night, but I think this is a don't pump the brakes on this team right now situation. I think this is, I think you're all right. I don't think you have to worry. I think this is her first game back and it's okay. You're going to be good. You're still a very good basketball team. Serena Sundell also had 20 to go along with Aoka Lee's 20. Granted, she didn't have the 20 block or the, the seven blocks and six boards, which is crazy in the first game back uh, that Lee did. But you have other scoring punches. This is a good team. And it, the three losses are not insignificant. It's important uh, to remember that. But I'm not too worried. May, maybe you are or other case no, no, are, I- but... I don't know. I don't think I'm going to worry too much here. You've got UCF at home, a very winnable game. Then you've got a real chance to kind of boost your confidence. You're taking on a very upstart West Virginia team who's having a great year underneath, uh, I think, a new head coach. 
And then you're on the road at Kansas, which, you know, is a rivalry game and could be challenging. But, uh, you know, rivalry games, you just never know what can happen. And then you've got Iowa State again. You think you'll be hungry to probably win that game at home. And then you're at Texas Tech, who's got a, uh, you know, a little bit above 500 record. So, uh, I don't know. You know, I, I don't think... I guess if, if they fall to UCF in the next game, um, I'm going to be that will that will definitely that'll sound the horns of, of worry right there. But I, I'm, I I'm with you there. Once again, everybody get ready to drink. It's just hard to win on the road, and so drink again. It's just it's a very difficult thing to do. Uh, before we move on, we better hit, of course, the 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 story of the day yesterday in the world of sports, and that was the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, celebration of a Super Bowl that turned into a nightmare as 22 people were shot, one person dead, a radio personality, kind of hits home, uh, was killed at the uh, at the Kansas City Chiefs uh, victory parade there as, was it three people opened fire on a group of people? I mean, just uh, to tell you what, even the sicker part of the whole deal was that not only did one person pass away, but of the, I think the 22 people that were injured, I think 11, half of them were kids. Are pretty young. That's yes, a the horrible deal. That's children. a horrible deal. And so, this is way too political for this show. It's just, it's just a terrible scenario. Uh, why can't people? Why can't we just all get along, people? I don't understand it. It's supposed to be a celebration. Instead, got to be dumb people doing even horrific and dumber things. I do have to give a shout out to the uh, to the people who tackled the gunman. I saw that video. Oh, but good for them. That goodness. was that was good tackling right there. And, and then everybody else saw the soft to the side, but the lady who picked up the gun, uh, you know, and it was a mm-hmm. big gun, by the way. I mean, really big gun. Not like a handheld gun, like AK-47 size gun. It was big. And she picked it up and took that thing away. And those two guys sat on that, sat on the guy. And it took a while for the cops to get there. They sat on that guy for, a, I don't know, a good couple minutes before... They finally got it, but they got all three of those dumb people in custody. Gosh, that was terrible. I don't know what. What are your thoughts on it? Dumb is not. Uh, it's not a big enough word, the, but no, no. There are. I gave up for Lent, and I, you know, I'm not going to try to bring down any fines <laughs> on the station, anyways. But gosh, what well, I mean, what an awful situation. And uh, if it wasn't clear before, it's been clear. In the last year or so, there is a big mental health problem in this country. And uh, if there was an easy fix to it, it'd be fixed by... No, that's not true. The, we're not too great in this country at fixing straightforward problems, but this is far from one as it is. Uh, it's great uh, to to say your, your thoughts are with people and your heart goes out to them. That's not an insignificant gesture. Uh, but of course, prayer is powerful. If you have a moment, mute the radio, pray for these people, pray for the doctors, pray for the first responders, and even the random fans that are out here tackling gunmen. The bravery that that takes is not insignificant. That's worth a mention. And uh, it this is a sad day, of course, and especially from the roller coaster of what could have been and should have been a a celebration that's what it was supposed to be and uh if you have a moment take it for prayer and uh i I won't often tell you to mute this show but i think that's a worthy cause for it no we'll accept that uh yes uh definitely thoughts and prayers with all those impacted and affected by that uh, horrible situation that happened in kansas city before that although of course the chiefs were up there giving their 
drunken speeches. Travis Kelsey was absolutely hammered. Um, but there were a couple things that stood out to me. Of course, the three-peat. Patron's talking about how they want to go for the three-peat, which we all knew that's been talked about before here over the last couple days. But I just think about, God, putting that target on your back, saying that's what you want, really does, I think, make it even more difficult than just kind of keeping it to yourself amongst your peers and your, and your teammates saying, we want to go do this. Now you really put that target on your back even bigger, which I don't know how it could get any bigger. But to me, the biggest takeaway from that whole ordeal, just kind of seeing some of the highlights of it, was Chris Jones saying the words that, I ain't going nowhere, baby, which would be an unbelievable signing for the Chiefs to get him to stick around. And we had Jesse Newell on the program yesterday talking about, you know, just... You know, he's going to be able to get paid a ton of money. He he's, open, he's he's on board for a massive contract. And some team is going to pay him more or offer to pay him more than the Kansas City Chiefs are probably going to be able to pay him. And so my question is, is he willing to take a deal where it's maybe not going to be as much money as he could definitely make, but he could possibly once again be a part of history. The way Jesse Newell laid it out for us yesterday was fantastic. But to me, that is a... If he's saying that he ain't going nowhere, which, once again, intoxicated more than likely and saying things to appease the crowd, I want to see it when it when it actually, when Penn comes to paper on a contract. But if, if the Chiefs are able to get Chris Jones back to play on that defensive front again, that's a humongous, humongous signing for them. That was my biggest takeaway from that whole drunken fest uh, prior to the horrible act, the horrible acts that happened afterwards. Now I hate to do this uh, because the the fans are, area fans are probably not going to like me for it, but shades of Bruce Brown right now after the after the Nuggets championship, I ain't going nowhere. I'm coming back. I mean, it's it's one thing to say it uh, when you are. I think I'm not going to say for sure that he was, but pretty clearly, very very intoxicated, and um, I mean. He was leaning on Pat Mahomes, and Pat Mahomes was leaning on him, and you have a crowd of thousands uh, at the time in in front of him. Uh, it's great then to say, hey, I'm going to come back. I'm going to sign some big old deal. And it's very different when you're sitting at your home in the middle of the summer and a offer sheet with twice what Kansas City can possibly pay you comes across your desk. It gets a little bit more difficult uh, to echo that sentiment. So I'm not going to say he's not going to sign with them. It's a huge opportunity. And, hey, there are people, hopefully Chris Jones, uh, whose rings are more important than the added money that you would get. But, yeah, I'm, I think that Kansas City fans should take it with a grain of salt and take a step back and not take uh, last night's or yesterday's uh, announcement as as fact or written in stone or anything like that. Obviously, it, they'd all love to see, like I would, Chris Jones back, but uh, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Don't get too excited and, and count any chickens before they're hatched. Uh, is there anything else, real quick, that you took away from the that whole festivities, if anything at all? Uh, like I said, nothing that was else good. Okay, I was going to say, nothing else good or worth mentioning. <laughs> I just nothing thought else the, positive. I just thought the Chris Jones piece was was interesting to me. All right, uh, let's get to a break. Mike Holiday is going to join us next to talk a little bit of area wrestling. That's next on the Morning Blitz.